It is 11 February. It's Sunday. I'm Charlie Garrett, and this is the CG Prophecy Report. Invisibility cloak. That and a lot of other things to go over on today's report. Okay, let's see here. We just had a baby dedication for my granddaughter, our granddaughter. My uh, wife and I finally had a granddaughter on uh, 4 November, and our daughter Tangerine finally brought her to uh, Florida, and I presented her to the church last week, and some people were very happy about that. Well, not as happy as me. Um, But um, today we had a baby dedication. If you want to know what that involves and why we did it, you can watch the uh, opening comments of the Superior Word this week is about 20 minute long video probably and i hope that you will learn some proper theology out of it um okay we got some news from israel from the times of israel much of hamas's explosives comes from anybody from from idf fire that failed to detonate to this day you'll hear about bombs that are found in germany or in the uk that landed and were not detonated, and then they get the sappers in there and they cordon off the area and they ignite them. Or, you know, if they can, they'll move them out, but it's a very dangerous thing to do. But if you want to see some pretty cool videos, go and say, uh, you know, bomb found in Hamburg. Just pick a city because it happens everywhere. And uh, they detonate these things if they cannot move them. And it's pretty cool to watch. Anyway, so uh, World War II stuff there, but um, uh, it's a problem to this day is unexploded ordnance. Uh, Hamas Hamas steals a significant number of its weapons from Israel and much of its material for explosives from IDF duds. Intelligence gleaned during the ongoing war in Gaza has helped Israel understand that it badly underestimated the number of rockets and other explosives Hamas was able to create from munitions fired from Israel that failed to detonate. One Western military official claimed that most of Hamas's explosives used in the war have come from unexploded IDF shells and missiles. Now, I don't know if I'd agree with that. They get a lot from Iran, okay? But the failure rate for IDF munitions fired into Gaza could be as high as 15%. And that sounds about right. Um, Would you agree with that, Don, that about 15% of them are duds? It could be, and unfortunately, most of their ammunition from us, that's correct. And this is a person that was in the, uh, what do you call it, uh, you, uh, artillery, thank you, um, the artillery for years as an officer until he went into other things. But uh, uh, that's why we have to talk real loud around him. I'm kidding. It's, yeah. True story. yeah, true story. Anyway, yeah. Um, so the uh, it says um, the failure rate for munitions could be as high as 15%. Another major source of weapons is the theft from IDF bases, which often reach the West Bank or Gaza via the Sinai Desert. Hamas has also been able to extract explosives from warheads of up to 2,000 pounds and repurpose them. A single 750-pound bomb that doesn't explode could provide material for hundreds of rockets. Hamas was estimated to possess up to 20,000 rockets before October 7th, around half of which it has since fired at Israel. So there you go. It's kind of, you know, this is a part of war. I uh, was reading Time magazine as a kid, 
and uh, they had a picture of some Vietnamese people. They're wearing sandals. They're in the uh, Vietnam. There's this giant bomb. It's just this massive thing laying there, and a photographer took a picture of them. They're sitting there with, you know, their hammers and everything, and they're, they got their sandals on. It was kind of a primitive-looking photo, and the uh, guy said that not long after he took this photo, he went somewhere else, and the thing exploded and killed all of them. So this is not something that is, uh, you know, you take lightly. You have unexploded ordnance. You call a professional because if you don't, it can kill lots of people. Okay, Times of Israel. Italy's leader says she supports two-state solution for Israel-Palestinians. Huffington Post, top UK diplomat. Britain could recognize a Palestinian state before a peace deal. Okay, so people are pushing this on Israel right now. Newsmax, Senator Graham, two-state like recognizing Germans in the Holocaust. I agree with Graham and not the other people. From Israel, Hayom, Riyadh willing to accept Israeli commitment to Palestinian state in bid for U.S. defense pact. Saudi Arabia says that we will do this if you will do that. Okay, I'll give you my thoughts on that in a second. Saudi Arabia would be willing to accept a political commitment from Israel to create a Palestinian state rather than anything more binding in a bid to get a defense pact with Washington approved before the U.S. presidential election. Months of U.S.-led diplomacy to get Saudi Arabia to normalize relations with Israel and recognize the country for the first time were shelved by Riyadh in October in the face of mounting Arab anger over the war in Gaza. But Saudi Arabia is increasingly keen to shore up its security and ward off threats from rival Iran so the kingdom can forge ahead with its ambitious plan to transform its economy and attract huge foreign investment. A pact giving the world's biggest oil exporter U.S. military protection in exchange for normalization with Israel would reshape the Middle East by uniting two longtime foes and binding Riyadh to Washington at a time when China is making inroads in the region. The Saudi officials have privately urged Washington to press Israel to end the Gaza war and commit to a political horizon for a Palestinian state, saying Riyadh would then normalize relations and help fund Gaza's reconstruction. I don't know if you heard what I said there, but um, in there, they aren't asking that there be a state before they make an agreement, just that Israel will commit to a state before there's an agreement. And that's a giant difference because Israel could kick that can down the road for 15 years. So they really, Saudi Arabia really wants to have this alliance with Israel. We've seen that in the past months. Israel has been allowed to have people go into the country, something that was, you know, it used to be that if you were in the military and you wanted to fly to Saudi Arabia, you could not go from Israel. You'd have to fly to another country and then into Saudi Arabia. And that's just, they would not allow anybody, even U.S. military, to go from that country to the next. But Saudi Arabia has seen the light, and they want this relationship. So my guess is that something along that line will happen. I don't know what it will be, but uh, they will say, yes, we'll, we'll agree. If you agree to this, even if they don't do it, they will do it. In other words, they're just appeasing the other Arab nations by doing whatever they're going to do. Anyway, from Newsmax. This is great. This will take care of some of the problem in the first article, which was stealing from IDF bases. Very smart of Israel. Israel to bring in 65,000 foreign 
building workers to replace Palestinians. That includes on bases and everywhere else. There won't be the problem that there have been all this time. Some 72,000 Palestinian workers were employed on construction sites in Israel prior to the attack, which prompted the government to lay them off and exclude them from Israel for security reasons. Some 20,000 foreign workers remain, but almost half of the country's building sites have been closed down due to the labor shortage. A housing ministry spokesperson said new groups of foreign workers were expected to arrive in the coming weeks as the government seeks to avoid a blockage in supply that would risk reuniting real estate prices as interest rates start to fall. Now, the good thing about this is once those workers are in the country and they see how productive they are, they will keep them. I'm absolutely certain of this. They will bring in foreign workers that are just willing to work as hard as they can to keep those jobs. And from there, the Palestinians have cut off their own nose once yes. again. Yes. Got some news from Christianity. Uh, I just, I, the more I see of this guy, the less I like him. And I never liked him to begin with. U.S. News. Pope says Africans are a special case when it comes to LGBT blessings. He said he was confident that except for Africans, critics of his decision to allow blessing for same-sex couples would eventually understand it. Blessings were allowed last month in a document called Fiducia Supplicans, which has caused widespread debate in the Catholic Church, with particularly strong resistance coming from African bishops. Those who protest vehemently belong to small ideological groups. He's saying that the people that hold to the Bible and hold to sound thinking on this issue are small ideological groups. So it's a popularity contest as to what theology you will accept, according to the Pope. That's what he's saying. A special case are Africans. For them, homosexuality is something bad from a cultural point of view. <laughs> they don't tolerate it. But in general, I trust that gradually everyone will be reassured by the spirit of the Fiducia Supplicans Declaration by the Dicastery for the Doctrine of the Faith. It aims to include, not divide. He has divided people completely with this issue. And churches all over America have done the same things. This is a black and white issue. And when I say black and white, these letters are black on white. They are written. They stand. These words will never change because this is the word of God. When somebody comes and says, we can do something different, they have violated the very sacred nature of Scripture. So stay away from what this guy is saying and the things he is doing. I won't finish that article because I'm starting to get angry. He is insane, this guy. From Newsweek, Pope Francis' rebellion grows as 90 Catholic figures sign scathing letter. So it's not just a small ideological group. It's a lot of people that are really upset about this issue. A group of 90 Catholic clergymen, scholars, and authors have published a joint letter. And these are just the ones that are willing to stand up. How many others are behind them and how many do they represent? Not some small ideological group. And bishops of Catholic Church urging them to oppose a Vatican document approved by Francis that allows priests to bless same-sex unions for the first time. The Catholic conservatives say that the fiducia supplicans would lead to the blessing of objectively sinful relationships. That's what this says right here. They add that the cardinals and bishops should forbid immediately the application of this document in your diocese and ask directly the Pope to urgently withdraw this unfortunate document, which is in contradiction with both Scripture, surprising they said that, and the universal and uninterrupted tradition of the church. Forget the church tradition, the word of God.
Um, Christian Times. Yes, I will read this. We're a little late today, but that's okay. Above reproach, fewer Americans see pastors as ethical. Well, I wonder why, but uh, people are more likely to believe the moral standards held by nurses, police officers, and chiropractors than their religious leaders. Clergy are still more trusted than, oh good, politicians, lawyers, and journalists. Politicians, lawyers, journalists, pastors. Oh no. <laughs> the continued drop in pastors' reputation down from 40 to 32% over the past four years corresponds with more skepticism toward professions and institutions across the board. I won't read any more of that, but I, what they are doing in the U.S. government is destroying the moral base of this country, and they're doing it by attacking the... I, I won't... I, I have something that I am going to add into next week's report, probably. I don't want to talk about it now, but they are doing everything they can to destroy your faith and to destroy your ability to exercise your faith. It is it is tragic. It is treasonous what this government is doing. I'm talking about the guy in the White House and all of them that he has appointed. It is treasonous. But there you go. NBC, religious trauma still haunts millions of LGBTQ Americans. This is the next big attack, religious trauma. I preach against homosexuality because this is the word of God that tells me to, and I cause trauma, and now it's my fault that they are... Yeah. Islam. They won't touch Islam. That's a fact. Some mental health experts are advocating for religious trauma to be considered an official disorder in the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders. Your faith and what you believe, if it is in accord with this book, you're causing people trauma. Pretty soon that is going to be held against you in this nation. KTVX, LDS Church, faces third lawsuit over alleged tithing misuse. One of the issues that if you mention it, all you have to do is mention it at Bible class, and I will spend an hour and a half angry at this issue. There is no tithing in the New Testament church. If you have been taught that you are to tithe, I would like you to email me, and I will send you all of the sermons that we have done on this issue. Especially, just go read it yourself, Deuteronomy 14, uh, verses 22 through the end of the chapter, Okay. It's the tithing verses. It is the verses that tell you, okay, I better stop or I'm just going to start talking about tithing for the next 15 minutes. <laughs> you have been misled, one, on what tithing in Israel was, and two, there's only two things that are asked of you in the New Testament church. One is to, uh, it, it, let me read it to you. It's from Galatians 6, and I don't want to misquote uh, it too much. Um, Galatians chapter 6, and then there's one other thing and I'll have somebody yell it out so that we'll see how smart this congregation is. But the first one says in Galatians chapter 6, it says, um, I think it's uh, verse 6. Uh, yeah, let him who is taught the word share in all good things with him who teaches. Okay, that doesn't say anything about money. If you like chocolate cookies and you make chocolate cookies, bring them to Charlie because he likes chocolate cookies. Okay, share in the good things that you have. If it's a nice tale of something that happened to you last week, that's something nice to share with your pastor. There's no money involved in that. There could be, but there is no money mandated with it. The second thing is, anybody? Give with a glad heart. Give with a glad heart or cheerfully. If you do not give cheerfully, which tithing mandates giving, you're 
violating scripture. I'll stop with that. But watch the sermons, email me, and I'll give you the links to them, whatever. You have been misled if you have been told that you need to tithe, okay? Um, Let's see here from the Gateway Pundit. Christian veteran who beheaded satanic altar in Iowa Capitol is charged with a hate crime. An altar to Satan. It, It can't even defend itself. You know, let all contend. There's not even that in America anymore. From ETH, John MacArthur's Shepherds Conference removes Alistair Begg from Speaker's lineup. I don't really agree with MacArthur on many issues, but he got that one right. Okay, we talked about Alistair Begg last week. He made a very poor decision. You know, I don't dislike the guy. I like him immensely. He's got good theology, but he made a very bad decision concerning that particular issue about, you know, condoning the inappropriate acts of people that claim that they are Christians. Okay, you don't do that. Okay, we got some news from the Mideast and Africa today from Breitbart. Blinken, Biden, considering unilateral recognition of Palestinian state. Unilateral, we're just going to do it. Shove it on Israel, you have no choice. Secretary of State Blinken has reportedly asked the State Department to review options for a unilateral recognition of a Palestinian state at the end of the war between Hamas and Israel, a major break from past U.S. policy and from Israel. While U.S. officials say there has been no policy change, the fact that the State Department is even considering such options signals a shift in thinking within the Biden admin on possible Palestinian statehood recognition which is both highly sensitive and both internationally and domestically. Uh, For decades, U.S. policy has been to oppose the recognition of Palestine as a state, both bilaterally and in U.N. institutions, and to stress Palestinian statehood should only be achieved through direct negotiations between Israel and the Palestinian Authority. Now they just want to force it. Times of Israel, UNRWA nominated for Nobel Peace Prize amid allegations workers took part in October 7th. After being found out that they were a part of doing this, they've been nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize. Yeah. From the post-millennial, 26 AGs demand Biden end UNRWA funding indefinitely. He won't listen to him. He probably will only uh, do it for a month or two and then say you've had your slap. We've been funding this. We have been funding this constantly for the past years since, uh, not Trump years, but from all the previous years and then from Biden, we have been funding the terror operation of Hamas. Did anybody see in the news what they found under the UNRWA compound in the past two days? A Hamas compound under it. They're working in sync with the UN. The United Nations is working with Hamas to destroy Israel. Unbelievable. It's what? Yeah, absolutely. From the Times of India, Paris attack, three persons stabbed at Gare de Leon railway station. Police rules out terrorism, assailant arrested. They ruled out terrorism when three people have been stabbed. A man armed with a knife and hammer initiated an attack at Gare de Leon railway station in Paris, resulting in the stabbing of three people. The police swiftly arrested the suspect, effectively putting an end to the attack at this major hub. The alleged assailant is reported to be a 32-year-old individual from Mali. The Paris police ruled out the possibility of a terrorist attack. 
attributing the assailant's actions to mental illness. Once again, it's like Islam must be a mental illness because that's all they ever call these things. Yeah, from HRW. Sudan conflict fuels the world's largest internal displacement. We hear about Israel on the news every single day. We hear that Gaza, I said it two weeks ago, the worst humanitarian crisis in the world, worse than all the world combined. And here we have in Sudan, 10.7 million people have been uprooted from their homes in Sudan, including 9 million displaced internally. Two-thirds since the conflict broke out in April 2023, Sudan now has the highest rate of internal displacement in the world, even surpassing Syria's 7.2 million. But they're black, and so it doesn't matter. They don't have any use in the world economy, and so it doesn't matter. Unbelievable. First post, Sudan starves amid raging war. Has the West forgotten the African nation? The answer is yes. Zero Hedge, fugitive wanted for London acid attack that injured 12 as Afghan asylum seeker and convicted sex offender. Okay, when that first came out, the reason why I read you that is that they would not even give a description of the person for quite a while. They didn't want to say, well, it's, you know, obviously this. And so for the first four or five days after that happened, I was left hanging, waiting to find out, knowing who it was, but waiting to find out when they would release that. You can't take care of a problem unless you identify the problem. Breitbart, report, Biden admin sent tens of millions to UNRWA before suspension. He just gave him the money and then suspended him. What a bad person. Got something interesting from Mongolia. This is very interesting. From Save the Children. Now, it's ironic, so I'll read you the title and then I'll tell you the irony. Another severe winter in Mongolia as climate change puts children at risk. Ah! And on their article, this is their article on the website, a photo of happy little children playing in the snow. If you want to make your cause effective, you don't do that, right? You put children like in the snow going, whatever. Okay. Oh, by the way, this church does not subscribe to climate change. This is a public notice. Okay, Daniel 12 Technology from Fox. Russian troops could disappear as Kremlin touts invisibility cloak. Russia has, and I did one of these a year and a half ago with the U.S. military. If Russia actually has this, it's better than what we've done, so we'll see. Russia has developed and deployed new camouflage technology for its troops that many have nicknamed invisibility cloaks. This new cloak, uh, Nevi Dimcha, is part of the Russian and previously Soviet doctrine of Maskirovka, translated literally as disguise, but conceptually the etymology is masquerade, which is the foundational principle of the Russian military doctrine. The idea is to fool the adversary about everything you do, mislead him about the presence, position, and size of troops, timing, and place of attack, preventing him from distinguishing types of military hardware. That's their overall policy, okay? Anything they can make it look like it's not happening here, that's what they're doing, okay? Now, while I'm doing this, I've told you this before, but you may not know it. She is a uh, visual understander, so she makes diagrams of things while she's listening so that it helps her process what she's doing. This is about an invisibility cloak, and she has absolutely no diagram. Okay, 
They place the premium on controlling and manipulating the adversary's perception of what's going on the battlefield. The Russians uh, spend a tremendous amount of resources on executing Maskirovka activities. Yes, they may not design an adequate military uniform to keep their soldiers warm, but they'd spend money on Cloak Nevidinka, Russian outlet tasks revealed or released an interview with Hyder X on January 19th, when the company described many aspects of the new military technology, including the fact that it weighs roughly three quarters of a pound, can fold up and fit in a person's pocket, and works through concealing a heat signature. We design a completely new product, a camouflage suit that dilutes the silhouette. It is a completely Russian technology that coats the fabric with a special mixture. The suit screens the surrounding temperature of the objects. It effectively camouflages Russian soldiers against hostile heat seekers. Current tech allows for Russian troops to isolate heat, but is proven ineffective. Trials, including battlefield testing in the Ukraine, the full suit includes a hood, cap, and special glasses and provides effective cover as close as two meters away from the soldier using it. You're two meters away and you cannot see their heat signature is what they're claiming. The material itself has three layers. First, an internal layer reflecting IR radiation from the user's body. Second, the middle layer absorbing IR radiation and an external layer reflecting IR radiation from the external environment. There's a reason why the Russians want us to know they've got this. Last sentence of this article is the worst articulated sentence I've ever read in a news article. Tell me if you can understand what this guy is even trying to say. I'll start with the previous sentence, read it again, and the last sentence, you tell me what he's saying. I have no idea. There's a reason why the Russians want us to know that they've got this. It doesn't mean they are lying. I have no idea. It doesn't mean it doesn't mean they are lying or it doesn't mean they aren't lying. You see, it's like it's absolutely horrible. Whoever allowed that should be taken out and said no more for you. If somebody needs to go back to school, because I've, I've thought about that all week waiting for today, and I have no idea what that means. So I don't know if he means that they're lying and they're giving you this information so that you just think they have it, or they're not lying and they actually want you to know that they no idea. Okay. it's a, And don't send me an email saying you've got it figured out. Okay. I don't care. I just, I am confused by it and I know that it's confusing. So let it go. Um, it's a dangerous world, including the inevitable plagues noted in the book of Revelation. Breitbart. Canada poised to... I said I was going to do this for you. I'm going to do it today. Canada is poised to lead the world in assisted suicide deaths. Just recently, they started this, and now they're leading the world. Canada is expected to lead the world in these deaths under its MAID program as soon as next year. The number of Canadians dying from the MAID program has grown at a speed that outpaces every other nation in the world. Some experts see the rapid growth as human rights triumph that allows Canadians to make their own choice about when they wish to die with the full support of the state and their doctors. Others fear that failures in the healthcare system and social safety net may be contributing to the surge. Assisted deaths accounted for 4% of all death in Canada in 2022, 4%, an increase from 1% in 2017, when the legislation allowed made was first enacted. Since then, made deaths have quadrupled, hitting 13,000 nationwide in 2022, a 31% jump from the previous year. 
that, you know, when you get out of the military, they say, here's your benefits and here's, if you want to kill yourself, we'll do that for you. They, they promote this. It's not like it's passive. They actually promote this for their citizens. From NCBI, I went back into the archives to find the next two articles. The Supreme Court of Canada ruling on physician-assisted death, implications for psychiatry in Canada. On February 6, 2015, the Supreme Court of Canada ruled that the prohibition of physician-assisted death was unconstitutional for a competent adult person who clearly consents to the termination of life and has a grievous and irredeemable, including an illness, disease, or disability condition that causes enduring suffering that is intolerable to the individual in the circumstances of his or her condition. The radically subjective nature of this ruling raises important questions about who will be involved in how this practice might be regulated. This paper aims to stimulate discussion about psychiatry's role in this heretofore illegal practice and to explore how psychiatry might become involved in end-life care in a meaningful, patient-centered way. So they're saying that it's so vague the way that it's structured. Anybody can make up anything. Catholic World, this was from uh, 3 March of 2016. They, they did this article back then. On February 25th, Canada heard from a special parliamentary committee on physician-assisted dying. Sadly, its recommendations to the government go far beyond what the Supreme Court envisioned with its ruling about the suffering of those Supreme Court's ruling said grievous and irredeemable medical situations. That was their ruling. This special parliamentary committee has introduced new proposals for Canada that, due to their extremity-wide scope, are breathtaking. It is recommended providing euthanasia for consenting minors, for example, children under 18, for those with mental health conditions or any other kind of disability, which could include anything from schizophrenia to autism, from eating disorders to depression, or from fetal alcohol syndrome to acquired brain injury. So you got an eating disorder, you can have yourself killed. And for anyone who, while competent, gave legal directives for euthanasia to be implemented when they became non-competent, which could therefore include people who go on to suffer from dementia, the committee has also recommended that any institution receiving public funds be compelled to provide physician-assisted death. So you wonder why we're way up here when in 2016 the Catholics said this is coming. Psychiatric Times, O Canada, your new law will provide, not prevent, suicide for some psychiatric patients. This is a profound change in the trajectory of the euthanasia law and the practice of psychiatry for Canada, which is now the largest nation that will soon allow made for psychiatric conditions. Once again, they're looking ahead. It has rocked the professional mental health community in Canada who fought to forestall the inclusion of psychiatric disorders for euthanasia. Once these procedures were deemed medical procedures, distinguishing eligible patients would be challenging, if not impossible. In other words, they are now forced to allow, if they don't even think this person is crazy, they just, but the government is forcing it on them. Terrible, terrible what's going on in Canada. Terrible. Morality is declining, as we just saw from the post-millennial. El Paso Police Department requires officers to ask suspects their preferred pronouns and their preferred name when apprehended. If you don't ask them their preferred pronouns, they probably will let them go. Probably doesn't even matter if they commit murder. 
Zero Hedge. Biden administration wants to force foster parents to sign LGBTQ pledge. Republican lawmakers and Christian organizations are reacting with outrage to a newly proposed policy by the Biden admin that would force foster parents to sign a contract agreeing to promote gender ideology in their homes. Gateway Pundit, New Hampshire town alarmed due to the opening of a new diaper spa where adults wear diapers and pretend to be babies. Breitbart, new, yeah. Joe Biden's in on it. Joe Biden is in on it. Breitbart, Newcastle United supporter banned from matches for questioning transgenderism online. If you're in the UK and you question transgenderism, you are no longer allowed to be in professional sports. Gateway Pundit, Colorado Democrat introduces pet tax for all animals and it's worse than you think. They want to tax your pets to the point where you won't have any pets unless you're really rich. It's just another climate agenda nonsense. Mail online. Bay Area Elementary School, where just 4% of students are proficient in math and 12% in English, spent $250,000 on woke kindergarten program, where the third grade teacher was told to disrupt whiteness and whose non-binary creator wants to abolish police. That's their priority when they have 4% of students that are proficient in math and 12 in English. That's right. Mail online. Dead people should be allowed to change their gender, says Labor MP Charlotte Nichols, as growth of gender ideology is slammed as patently absurd. Dead people. Mail online. Conservative Canadian leader infuriates Trudeau officials by banning sex change procedures for children, trans women from female sports, and teachers from hiding pronoun changes in Alberta province. Alberta made the right decision, and they're being barbecued for it. Hats off to that lady in Alberta, though. Breitbart, Florida bars transgender claims on driver's licenses. Good. Other news. Zero Hedge. Globalists will use carbon controls to stop you from growing your own food. In early 2020, go ahead, grab a seat. Come on in. They've been standing there for like 20 minutes. Come on in. Okay, Zero Hedge, globalists will use carbon controls to stop you from growing your own food. In early 2020, in states like Michigan, the vice was squeezed tighter and tighter under the direction of shady leaders like Gretchen Whitmer. Whitmer used COVID as an opportunity to institute some bizarre limitations on the public, including a mandate barring larger stores from selling seeds and garden supplies to customers. I don't know if you remember that, but that was one of her policies. If you're not buying food or medicine or other essential items, you should not be going to the store. This is Whitmer. The leftist governor was fine with purchases of lottery tickets and liquor, but not gardening tools and seeds. She never gave a logical reason why she targeted garden supplies, but most people in the prep community understood very well what this was all about. This was a beta test for wider restrictions on food independence. There was widespread rhetoric attacking anyone stockpiling necessities as hoarders, and now they were going after people planning ahead and trying to grow their own food. The establishment did not want people to store or produce personal food supply. Another prospect that was being openly discussed among globalists was that these measures could be effective in preventing global carbon emissions and saving the world from climate change. The idea of climate lockdowns began to spread. 
The corporate media has since lied about the existence of the climate lockdown agenda, but articles and white papers extolling the virtues of shutting down the planet in the name of climate change are easy to find and read. What Whitmer was doing was a part of this agenda. That her garden supply ban was a part of a wider goal that had nothing to do with public health safety and everything to do with stopping people from prepping. The COVID controls were only meant to be a precursor to carbon controls. The past week, we have more confirmation of this as a study out of the University of Michigan claims that homegrown foods produce five times more carbon emissions than industrial farming methods. In other words, private gardens could be considered a threat to the environment. The Telegraph and other corporate platforms have jumped on the story. The study includes analysis of various gardens from individual family plots to urban and community plots and claims that garden infrastructure for individual plots, such as raised beds, contribute far greater carbon pollution than the large-scale farming. The study seems to ignore the fact that the raised beds are more efficient and grow more food in a smaller space. The average person might be confused by this and assume the opposite is true. Wouldn't growing foods at home be better for the environment? Not if your funding relies on portraying independent food supplies as bad for the planet. Sky News. Pigeon, suspected of being a Chinese spy, is released by police in India after being detained for eight months. Yes, detectives suspected the bird was involved in espionage after it was captured near a port in Mumbai. It was found with two rings tied to its legs featuring words that appeared to be Chinese. Detectives suspected the pigeon was involved in espionage and took it in. However, after eight months in captivity, it emerged that the creature was an open water racing bird from Taiwan, which had escaped and flown to India. Zero hedge. Inside the most ridiculous jobs report in recent history. I want you to read that article. It was this long. I wouldn't be able to do it in one report. Inside the most ridiculous jobs report in recent history. They literally had to falsify everything from the BLS to give the report they gave this month. Everything. Everything was falsified. Our Publix is about to tank over here. It's the best seller in all of Florida, and it's not doing well. I'm telling you, this economy is on a precipice right now, and people aren't paying attention. Okay, um, Gateway Pundit, illegal border crossings down 76% in January in Eagle Pass after Texas Governor Abbott locks it down. 76% because one governor stood in the path of these people coming in. Mail Online, San Francisco's Democratic Mayor London Breed pushes for adults to be screened for drug addiction before they can get a $700 a month welfare payment amid city spiraling fentanyl crisis. Newt Gingrich suggested this 20 years ago, and he was literally barbecued for doing it. I don't know if any of you remember that. That is inhumane. You have to drug test people to get welfare, and all of a sudden it's okay for San Francisco, London breed to suggest that. Nobody, nobody's complaining and saying it's racist or it's whatever they want to claim today. Mail Online, Liberal California's push to raise fast food wages will cause a 9% price increase in consumer prices in the state where the burger already costs $7.02. Unbelievable. Okay, somebody may actually get this one. Who said it? Without a firm moral foundation 
freedom degenerates quickly into selfishness and anarchy. Then there will be freedom only for the rapacious and more unscrupulous than the rank and file of the people. Thomas Jefferson. No, a little later. Harry Truman. He got that right. That's exactly who you see in Washington right now. Okay, I got a lesser here for you. I want to see if you can figure out what he is writing about, or she. I don't remember which one I picked. Twas a pigeon caught flying the coop. Mumbai, India has all the poop. Don't you think it's absurd? They can't flip a bird who is not China spy, nor a snoop. Okay, we're all encouraged today. Everybody's had a lot of laughs at the insanity of the world, so I'm not going to do it. We're a little long. I'm going to read you three very ironic posts. This is um, dealing with the black and white issue, which is being forced on Americans right now. You know, I don't know how to say it again and again, but I went to the U.S. military in 1984, and from there to 1990, it was the most represented population that I'd ever been in. It was unbelievable, right? It's just, we're, we're... bringing up an issue to destroy this nation. But three funnies that come from this issue, from the New York Post. DEI opponents are using an 1866 civil rights law to challenge equity policies in the workplace. They're using a law, listen to this, section 1981 of the act was originally meant to protect formerly enslaved people or black people specifically from economic exclusion. They're using that law to get rid of DEI. That is ironic. Okay, Fox, LeVar Burton. LeVar Burton was uh, Georgie or George or whatever his name was on Star Trek, right? And you know, the guy with the goggles. Okay, LeVar Burton, shocked to discover he's descended from a Confederate soldier. (laughs) Oh my God, I did not see this coming, Burton remarked. Okay, Gateway Pundit. Champion of slavery reparations, Sonny Hostin discovers on Finding Your Roots program that she is a descendant of slave owners from Spain. Such is the world in which we live. So from Sarasota, Florida to Ulaanbaatar, Mongolia, I'm Charlie Garrett, and that is your CG Prophecy Report for the week.